0: start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I missed It's
1: him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. i um, um, you know, in his um, Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh,
2: you know, they lose their front chores. Yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know.
1: We rushed 40 that night, we got like 156 and something like that, and then the next day we came up 153 even. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors Podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors.
0: What's up everybody? I messed up what episode it was last week and Nick tried to lie to me about what episode it was this week So I would have looked stupid two weeks in a row, but we figured it out and it's episode 73 So welcome. Thank you for coming and just a quick aside before we get going here Just got a new puppy and she is sitting right over there So she might start whining at some point or I might have to run away from the mic to throw her outside So just just beware of that if it happens, just, just don't pay attention to it. Just let it happen, and we're going to move on from it. We're going to pretend like
1: nothing happened. So, but Rue's been pretty good. I watched Rue yesterday, Yeah, and she's a wonderful pup. So she's great. Probably won't even have any issues. Yeah,
0: I, I don't foresee any, but figured just give the warning just in case. You can never be too careful. So uh, with on that note, we got Nick and Tom here hanging hey, out. How you doing? Hey, everybody.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and uh, what are we talking about? Well, first I was—I don't know anything personally, but do we have any uh, close friends, White Cat Team White Cat, uh, kill this week? I don't think so. Slow week. Tom yeah. and I, you know, just yeah. killing it left and right, and haven't uh, haven't really gotten back out too much. Um, well, I have. You haven't. No, I have not. I was working though. Speaking of work, no, you slept in Saturday. I was up though.
2: I got up and then went back to bed. When you saw the rain forecast.
1: I saw the rain and
2: snow forecast. (laughs) (laughs) Figured I already got two birds. I don't need another one. That's exactly
1: exactly how that went.
0: Yeah, it's tough to motivate yourself to go out in the rain and snow when
1: you already got two birds down. Yeah. And I tell you what, we cooked them up just the way we talked about on the podcast, and damn, were they delicious. I believe Uh, it. I cooked – actually, I think there was a few people – at the little get-together for Mother's Day that had never had wild turkey. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, they thought it was delicious. Wonderful. It's uh, no always
0: good th- when you can get someone that's never had a wild game before, like, they like it right off the bat. Because mm-hmm. most people go into it thinking they're not going to like it because it's yeah. wild or whatever. But For whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't um, make sense. I
1: washed it really good, soap and water. and. <laughs> I almost spit my beer out. <laughs> yeah, did not use soap and water, but I did wash it really good. Probably used water. Uh, I just yeah, just water, straight from the well. Don't put soap on your turkey. <laughs> Don't be soaping your bird before you give it to people. Yeah. Uh, Might anyway, ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> cleaned it up real nice. Uh, trimmed off any. There's like a real thin. I wouldn't. It's not even like silver skin, but there's a real thin yeah, like film over the top of it. I uh, got rid of that, and I just cubed it up. Did it in a marinade. Delicious! And, oh my god, it was so good. It literally was like just falling apart. Nice. Delicious.
0: Just nice. mm,
1: cast mm. iron pan. Ugh. Can't go wrong. Getting hungry, thinking about it. Yeah,
0: I could go for some.
1: Yeah. Um. On, on in other news, uh, this is the first podcast in a while that we're actually recording on a Wednesday. Yeah, you weren't in the hospital uh, all week. Yeah. We're, like we're, week so we're like a week. So proud. Like a week and two, three days. Yeah. Without a. Uh, pancreatic attack, if you will. Um, so I've been pretty strict on what I put in my body and body's so, a temple. Yep. It, it is now <laughs> just got sanctioned as one, uh, <laughs> uh but I, I mean, hey, it's working out pretty good. good. Um, tried doing some work up at the farm today. Yeah. You said that went really well. Yeah. So as everybody knows, uh, food plot season is we're there. Uh, If you're putting Mm -hmm. food plots in, you best be thinking about doing some work or already doing work. Uh, And me and Tom are doing our spraying this weekend. So I thought, you know, being that uh, Daddy Biden takes care of me right now, that uh, (laughs) I'd get up there and do some mowing. So I went up to the farm nice and early this morning. Heard birds gobbling like crazy, by the way. Tom and I didn't kill them all. Still a few left. There's a plethora. (laughs) Just birds hammering on both sides of the road. So that was pretty neat so Mm -hmm. unload the and i actually kept smacking the ratchet strap off the trailer to get him to gobble because i just love hearing it (laughs) (laughs) anyway so got everything mowed except i was on to the last food plot and it's right along a stream so i expected it to be wet
2: do you guys remember uh nick's muzzleloader buck Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. everyone just take a short pause for them to say yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the food plot Nick was mowing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's right along that stream and I figured it was going to be wet. So what I did. Honestly,
0: every year I'm like nervous as to whether or not we're going to be able to plant it because there's some times where it's like completely underwater and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to go. And yeah. then sure enough, come planting time. It's gorgeous. So. Well, uh, I don't yeah, know about gorgeous. Yeah. But...
1: It's, it's there. <laughs> so anyway, so I do a loop around the outside because I figured if it's going to be wet, it's going to be right along that stream where most of the water is. And it was perfect. And I was like, oh, all right.
0: <laughs> this is so, going to go smooth.
1: And I went one around once, came around twice. And then all of a sudden, it was like the ground was taken out from underneath me and the tractor just started sinking really fast. Like quicksand. Up sand. to the acle- axles Oh, it, no Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the hitch on the back of the tractor was not to be seen it was like almost to the pto Nice. it was really bad (laughs) and so i played around with that for like an hour and a half trying desperately to get it out with like ratchet straps i even heave hoed on it myself a few times just to (laughs) check that box (laughs) did not budge (laughs) if the tires won't do it odds are nick can push it out (laughs) i i I tried pushing i tried pulling um neither one tried pushing and pulling nothing that's wild um, uh, didn't I, to my surprise, it did not work. <laughs> Anyways, after about an hour and a half of screwing around with that, I decided that I was going to have to get my truck back there, which made me really nervous because the tractor already got stuck. I'm the only one up there. And it's not like this is, we call this the hidden food plot because it's way on the back side of the property, right against the swamp. It's super wet. It's pretty far back in the woods and we don't got have...
0: cross a Creek to get to it.
1: Yeah. And there's no trail to get there. Like it's that's why we call it the hidden food plot. Because it, it's hidden. Yeah, it's hidden. It's off the grid. There's no trail to get there. If you don't know that it's there, you'll never you'll never see it. You'll never know it's there. Exactly. Good. <laughs> good point. Anyways, so I spend probably 45 minutes trying to map out how I'm going to get my truck back there without getting that stuck.
0: If I were you, I wouldn't have had the stones to
1: take my truck back.
0: Like I'm the only one there. Tractor's already stuck. Yeah. I'd have called it a day and been like, well, we're going to get another tractor up just, here.
1: Yeah. I could have just left the tractor there. It's not like somebody was going to steal it. Yeah. It's hidden. <laughs> <laughs> it's hidden and it's buried. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Try to steal it. <laughs> I dare you. I'll leave the keys in it. Um, so... Like I said, and I the entire time I'm walking this potential trail to get back there, I'm trying to talk myself out of taking my truck there. I'm like, you know, if I get my truck stuck, then we we've got a real problem. Then someone else has to come up and pull yeah. that out. Well and the problem is I had the tra- I only I had the only trailer. So that way somebody would literally have to drive all the way up there to get the trailer. Then take yeah. it back home, get a tractor, come back like it was just like it was gonna get bad this real was either, fast. Yeah. It's kind of like um like going forward on fourth down in the fourth quarter. Fourth co- and the, long. Yeah, the coach is either going to be a hero or an idiot. Yeah, this wasn't uh,
0: a fourth and inches
1: situation. Yeah, this is fourth and long. Nick's going to either be the hero of the day or the idiot of the day. Backed up against your own end zone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's literally exactly what was happening. So I get it all situated, and I start ball my truck through the woods, totally off-road, like not even a trail, and I'm just like, this sucks. I hate doing this to my truck. Like it's, my truck's only, it's a 2017. It's pretty new. I hate doing it, but yeah. I I kept telling myself, I'm like, Nick, would you buy a four wheel drive for? So I kept telling myself, Nick, what did you buy this four wheel drive for? If you're not going to do four wheel drive shit. Yeah. So sometimes you got to put it to the test. Yeah. See what it's made of. That's exactly it. So cross the Creek twice because that was the way I had to, the only way I could get my truck back there. So that was pretty dicey. And there's not like any, there's only one good crossing. I was gonna say, it's pretty steep in most spots. Yeah. It's not like it's flat through the creek. Yeah, you gotta... well, all I gotta say is thank God for the elevation package. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I get it all the way back there. Pretty, uh, not, t- it wasn't too bad. A few spots got a little dicey, mm-hmm. spinning tires, but not too bad. Nothing I got scared of. Yeah. I get back there. Mind you, I got the brush hog. That thing's freaking buried. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's no like wheels or anything like there's one tire on the back so it's like pretty much just dragging a big plate of steel through the mud yeah and hook to the brush hog and hooked to the trailer obviously give that a good old tug and it does not even budge just jerks my truck around like shit <laughs> well so then i decide. well i guess i could just unhook the uh brush hog i'll mm-hmm. get the brush hog lighten out. the load a little bit yeah we'll get the brush hog out of the way Hooked to that. That pulls it like it's not even back there. Um, got that thing way out of the way. Crossed the creek with that. Pulled, I mean, just got that way out of the way. Didn't want want that causing any issues. Yeah.
0: Start getting the tractor going and go, oh shit, I can't go any yeah. farther.
1: Yeah. So we got that way out of our way. And then I go back. Mind you, because I didn't want to get anywhere near where I sunk in, mm-hmm. I had a huge ratchet strap hooked to a toe strap. So, I, I mean, I had a good 60 feet mm-hmm. between the tractor and me where i'm pulling well you got plenty of snap in the strap then yep we needed it and so i hook up and at first i didn't want to like jerk it real bad and what we... do we have an issue
0: oh jeez! did she pull? <laughs> <laughs> just pulled her whole dish yeah all right i'll clean it up in a minute sorry about that i said said that might be an issue good thing we
1: warned them before yeah we're just gonna go (laughs) right on past it (laughs) anyway so i give the tractor a big old tug and it does not even budge like i said we're up over the axles on the tractor it's i mean just thick thick mud (laughs) yeah and i was like well son of a gun this time i actually i only had it in four high i dropped her into four low and then put it in low gear so we're like low low Low. Yeah. Low. Low in the elevation. Yeah. And I actually, this time, I got probably put about five foot of slack. Like, had it tight, backed up five foot, and I just pinned it. So Sent it. Yanked it. Mind you, because I'm the only, body up, only person up there, I'm pulling dead weight on the tractor. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's in the tractor. I do want yeah. to emphasize that. Um,
0: Did you make sure to put the emergency brake on?
1: Yeah, of course. No. <laughs> at least put it in just neutral. Yeah. But anyway, so... I get it and I can see the tractor moving. My truck's sliding everywhere, just digging a hole. I'm like, son of a bitch. But I look in the mirror and I can see the tractor starting to move. So I'm like, we're making progress. Just keep it going. Can't give up now. Last game of the season. Can't hold back now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So finally, I see it move, get it up. Looked like it came up out of where it was stuck. Stopped right there, but I kept tension on it. Went, got on the tractor, fired that baby up. Went to do that and it just sunk right back down where it was at. I'm like, son of a bitch um tried uh getting back up into the track or into the truck pinned it again just like i did the first time yanked her way out i didn't stop until i knew she was on dry land Mm -hmm. and we were all good Uh, i do want to jump back real just real quick um the ratchet strap was covered in mud because i saw some youtube video years ago where they would put like the ratchet strap around the tire and use that as extra traction well that's bullshit i thought you were gonna
0: say something like covering it in mud like
1: helps it snap better or something no, no, stupid like that no um i read or i saw a youtube video where they were like oh you're stuck put a ratchet strap around like the circumference of the tire and that like puts like a hook on one side and then like the actual mm-hmm. ratchet and it's supposed to give you more grip but huh. the mud was so soft it just caked the ratchet strap yeah. with mud so it just more pissed me off than anything i <laughs> <laughs> can't believe that didn't work
2: out yeah, yeah. i've seen I, people I, they like
0: ratchet strap like a log or a yeah, board I tried or that. Something. Couldn't
1: couldn't fasten anything. This wasn't happening. No, but uh yeah. So I got that all done, and then I did got, you
2: fix the ruts?
1: God, no, no. Unreal. Figured that at the rototiller will do just fine. it right we, out. Speaking of, me and Tom just bought a sprayer for the mule, which was our newest. Oh, really? I think we, we yeah. I think, I think, we, think talked we, we talked we, about we bought the, the mule. Yeah. We bought a new sprayer. <laughs> Rue is having a fun time over there. Yeah, she's having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we uh, we got a sprayer. Tom and I got a 25-gallon sprayer with a 12-foot boom <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> uh <laughs> Anyway, so we got it all situated, so hopefully we don't even need to go over where the ruts are. But, well, we are, Jesus, 15 minutes in, and now we can get on to what we're actually talking about today, which is... Uh, just a little bit on when to use decoys, when not to use decoys. Tom and I, um, we th- if you've been listening, which I know you have, four turkeys down this season already, and two have been killed over decoys and two have not been killed over decoys. So Tom and I are going to kind of break down the, I guess, the good and the bad of decoys, when to use them, when not to use them. I was um, going to say, it's not really like a good or a bad. It's a situational thing, I yeah. think. So I've been doing a lot of talking. I'll uh, turn the mic over to Tommy here and see what's on his brain. So big thing when I'm thinking about
2: using decoys, I like to figure out, you know, where I'm going to be set up. If I'm going to be set up somewhere where I'm open, definitely want to be using decoys because if you're, you know, hunting a big Oak flat or an open field somewhere where turkeys can see a long way, if they hear a call They're going to come in to where they know, okay, that bird's right there. I should be able to see it. And if they can't see it, a lot of the times they're going to know something's up. Yeah, it throws a red flag to them. Yeah. So that brings me to one other point if I'm hunting the edge of a ravine. Because a lot of times I've been burned where I call a turkey. You and I have done this
1: multiple times. We got burned on this.
2: Yeah, you call a turkey up the side of a ravine and they poke their head up for five seconds if they don't see that turkey their heads down and they're out of there so i think if you're hunting where the turkey can see a long way or the top of a ravine or an open field i think decoys are a great idea Um, it changes a little bit later on in the season if they're hunt been pressured birds like those birds that came running into our decoys that one morning not so sure they're going to be coming running into a flock of decoys like they did Yeah. They probably won't fall
1: for that trick again. Yeah. (laughs) If they do, they're going to get killed next year.
2: (laughs) Next year, they'll probably forget all about it. Let's hope. But, uh, when I don't want to use decoys is kind of like the opposite of that when you're hunting thick areas. And it's not that like, I don't, I don't think one hen decoy is ever going to ruin your hunt. I just, I think there's some times where it's not necessary where if it's extra baggage yeah exactly if you're hunting an area that's thick and you can only see you know 30 or 40 yards that turkey can only see 30 or 40 yards too so you know you call them in to 40 yards and they're like okay i should be able to see that hen well now they're already in gun range and you just shoot them right there. there's really no point like if you're i don't know, hunting tops i've been hunting. Turkeys in the treetops Not like actually the tops of the Swinging trees from Swinging from All blimbly Going Tarzan
0: action Where they vlogged the,
2: Where they vlogged and left the tops in the woods Like you can only see To the next treetop And then you can't see anything beyond that So to put a decoy up there is kind of pointless Because by the time That turkey gets to a spot Where he could see your decoy They're already inside a gun range
0: Yeah they're smoked anyway
2: Yeah So, I I wouldn't carry one in that situation or just not necessarily tops, just thick timber in general with like some undergrowth and, you know, you know. But yeah, fields, they're a great idea. I found out this year if I'm going to put decoys out in the field, I'm bringing the whole kitten caboodle. I'm bringing the strut and gobbler, the three quarter strut, feeding hen, alert. It's going to be a party out there. Yeah. You name it, it's going to be out there.
1: I think, especially as the season uh, kind of wraps up, we've only got what two, three weekends left. Two, I mean, it's end of May. Yeah, I mean, it's turkey season is one of those things. It, it comes and goes so fast. I don't know what it is like. It, it just, for whatever reason, turkey season just comes and goes so quick. Um, and as the season kind of comes to an end, um, I think uh, using a single gobbler decoy is extremely beneficial. In I think that's one of those things where you can use just because if you're calling to like a couple gobblers and stuff, if they come in to your hen call, if they see the gobbler, they're going to know, okay, you know, that hen should be somewhere right around here, but it's also going to get that aggressive side of a Turkey going like son of a gun. Like there's this, I know there's this hen over here. What's this Jake doing over in this area? And I've seen that pull the bird in that extra distance looking for that hen. Um, in those close quarter situations. So if you got a gobbler decoy stick, you can, I mean, that's an easy one to carry. Just one decoy. Um, just be careful if you're hunting with other people, because people can be idiots. Yeah.
0: Yes, so. they can. <laughs> um, that reminds me of a story. I don't know if I should tell it because
1: we just leave names out.
0: Yeah, we'll, How's that sound? We we'll have, leave, I'm we sure have you know what story I'm, I know exactly I know what, what story. all of us.
1: know. we're just going to leave names <laughs> out.
0: Yeah. No names, but a friend of ours one time was out hunting and saw this turkey out there. You know, he heard the goblin, heard calling. He's like, okay, there's the turkey out in this field. I'm going to put the sneak on him. Started Which co- never works. No, just never works. I've Turkeys never are...
1: once stalked the yeah. turkey.
0: Yeah, they they got pretty keen eyes. You're probably not going to sneak up on them. So he's putting the stalk on this turkey, and it's, it's working, working like a charm. He's moving in, moving in, moving in, and gets within range, Pulls his gun up, puts the hammer down on this thing, rolls it right over, and...
2: Stayed in full strut the whole time. Yeah, they
0: never, (laughs) never went down at all. And then some guy just down the field edge stands up and he's like, Hey, asshole, you just shot my decoy. he said,
1: nice shot, asshole, that was my decoy, something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He he wasn't happy, I know that. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, you definitely got to be careful
2: where you're using your, your gobbler decoys. And I think gobbling in the woods is something you got to be careful about, too. Yeah. I've never gobbled while turkey hunting. I've done it while hunting private land. Um, if I'm turkey hunting land where I know there's other people, uh, I'm definitely not going to gobble. And from what I understand, this guy... So they were, there was like a crest in this hill. Um, and the, this guy's gobbler decoy was at the bottom of the hill. So he heard my buddy calling, and he actually... Packed up and moved, you know, fifty yards closer. So then the next time they peeked up over the top of the knoll, they're like, "Okay, that that bird's going on." Moved. So, I don't think either one was in the right. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's a good idea to be, you know, gobbling and moving your decoy towards a. I don't know. I can tell if it's a collar or if it's a turkey. Yeah, Out usually
0: you can tell, unless someone's really good. But it, like you said, if you don't know everyone that's going to be in that area, if you're not on private property that only you're hunting, it's not a good idea to be jumping around, moving yeah. decoys and shit like that. It's yeah. just not safe in
1: turkey well, season. And the other thing, Tom had, Tom had a guy come into his hen calls one time behind the house.
2: Yeah. But I think he knew... I was calling because I was calling and I'm working this bird and it's getting closer and closer. And I look back and there's this guy like crawling over towards me. I'm like, what are you doing? What the hell is this guy doing? He's like, I heard you're calling. You're pretty good. I'm like, thanks. He's like, you mind calling for me? I'm like, yeah, I'm working a bird right over here. He's like, oh, I'll get set up. then." <laughs> that wasn't an invitation, bud. <laughs> so anyway, I called this bird. I don't know what he was doing. He had like a single shot Break action twenty gauge, and I called this bird into like twenty five yards, and I'm just waiting for him to shoot it. And I could have shot it, and I had the gobbler there for like five minutes, and it turns around and walks away, and I tried calling him back in, and he gobbled the entire time he was walking away, and after that whole ordeal, I walk up and like, what happened? He's like, oh, I was just waiting for it to get a little bit closer. Hey, would you want me to call it into your lap? Yeah. I, mean, I know I, I'm good. But... I want to
1: mention, Tom was probably 16, like fresh, being allowed to hunt by himself, and this was like a grown-ass man. <laughs> just come sneaking up, hey, buddy, I'm just going to set up uh, about 10 yards Collins, in front of yeah, you. It's like, Colin's really good. Do you mind if I, you know... I know you have no with... idea who this guy was. Just came...
2: I He used to set trail cams on our property. Oh, so best buds. Yeah. And <laughs> he actually, he had a tree stand, not on our property, but on the property line, Facing our property, uh, my dad put a nice note there and said, Hey, give me a call. And he, he called, he did call, and I don't, I don't, he never took the stand down, but <laughs> actually,
1: that was that was shortly after was when the uh tree stand bandit started hanging around back there. There was like four tree stands that got stolen. I remember you
0: guys had a few stolen back yeah. there,
1: I was, never caught the guy. Um, Tom and I thought we had it narrowed down to the guy that, because there was one stand left. We figured that was the guy. So we planned this whole Sting operation. Yeah. Yeah. And then, (laughs) you know, had it all mapped out on a napkin and it was flawless. We went back and that stand was gone too. So that was Mm. not the tree stand bandit. And that actually right there was when me and Tom really started doing a lot of like the hang hunts kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot more climbers. Do
0: it just for the fact of not wanting to get your shit stolen.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tom, this is back when we were, I mean, just fresh. like We're still middle of high school, like working for 10 bucks an hour at the uh, hay farm and stuff like tree stands. I mean, they're expensive anyways, but like back then it took us months to save up for a tree stand. Mm -hmm. And then for it to get stolen was a big old kick in the nuts.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, We had trail camera. (laughs) Go missing or what? the Just the SD card.
2: I got an SD card stolen, which I don't understand. Like if you're going to steal the SD card, steal the whole camera. Yeah. Um, then I had a, actually I had a camera stolen two years ago, so I had another little sting operation going, <laughs> where I found this old Junker camera that was broken, and so I set that one up too, and right in the same spot. And then on the inside, I put a note and. On this note, I wrote like, hey, that was a cell camera that you stole. I have the picture of you. I don't want to press charges. Um, just return the camera to this spot or give me my $200 and there won't be any issues. <laughs> um, so I go back there like a week later and my camera's gone. I'm like, okay. So he he, knows. he fell for the bait. And so I go back like two days later and my camera's back with a note on the inside of it. The and, broken one? or Yeah, the broken one. Uh. Egg. He's like, I don't know what happened to your original camera. That wasn't me. But uh, I stole that one. But... He's like, if I were you, I wouldn't put trail cameras up during deer season. You know that's illegal. I'm like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> totally illegal. Oh, man. You got to love idiots it,
0: like that. Like, Yeah. What are you thinking? Like, steal the camera, then bring it back and say, I didn't steal the other we one. We had that happen
1: but... with a tree stand, too. We should... I now think that we're we on. did tell that story. Have we before. told that story?
0: Yeah. What about uh, Over, your stand? The car
1: wash. Oh yeah, did we tell that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely okay. did. I don't. I couldn't tell you what episode. So yeah, I have no idea. Thirty
2: four.
1: <laughs> nope. Tom's okay. got it all locked down. Uh, that's wild, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I really thought I was gonna get him. He didn't fall for it. It wasn't a cell camera. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, speaking of cell cameras, uh, the Reveal X yeah, just ta- came out. The
2: Tacticam,
0: I saw that they um, everyone's been posting about. Dude, it.
1: I saw one dude posted. So um, our buddy Scott Thompson, who's been on quite a bit, um, he added me to a group. It's called like Tacticam. Reveal yeah, he X, added or, me to that too. Um, somebody posted it like as soon as they went available. The dude bought like twenty one cameras. That's like over. That's a that's lot. That's like of money. almost three grand. In yeah, they're freaking a lot. cameras. They're like, I mean, for a cell camera, they're only $139. Yeah they're, bucks. yeah, they're
0: cheap for a cell camera, but to buy 21 of them, that's that's a big price tag. And you got your plan that you have to pay. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a phone bill, and yeah. SD cards aren't cheap.
1: Yeah, somebody put it in the comments was like, Tell me you only have 20 acres without telling me you only have a 20 acre farm. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that, that made me laugh a little bit. Um, but anyway, what I was getting at is reveal or Tacticam's also selling um, posted signs. That put on there, like this property has like cell cameras, they're live, like more of like a more deterrent thing where like, mm-hmm. if you're, if you saw it, like, I mean, if you're going to be a dirtbag and trespass, I don't know, I can't really relate to you. But if, if I could pretend to be a dirtbag for a second <laughs> and I'm going to trespass, if you see a sign that was like, you know, live surveillance, it may deter you from like, if you yeah. know that somebody's got cell cameras live all the time, all over the property. Because then, like, if you get, you know, you, if you see a cell camera, it's already too late. You know, yeah. Like, it, you're they, already caught. Yeah. And I think there's, they said they, they'll take pictures at 96 feet. That's pretty so, good. So, I mean, 30 yards, I typically, a, if a trail camera's hidden well, which they typically are, you're not going to see it at 30 yards. No.
0: So. I, I walk by my own at 10 yards sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know it was right here somewhere. Yeah.
1: So, that was just another cool thing I saw.
0: Yeah. We kind of got way off topic there. Way we, we off. We went topic. way down. Well, I
1: mean, just the old turkey thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a very strenuous topic. Hopefully, we'll no. have uh, some more dead birds to talk about. I'm sure we will. Is taking a nap? There he is. He might. Be. She is.
2: She looks comfy. There was one more point I wanted to bring up about the decoys, and if you bear with me one second here, I'll try and recollect my thoughts. Um, yes. There, there it is
1: we didn't even have to cut anything I was thinking I was gonna have to, I was like checking the time thing I was gonna have to cut a second so we only bared one second but it really was
2: so I I was never a believer until this year uh, quality of decoys I think goes a long way I've I've hunted with the old foam decoys the old like 1999 special for a whole flock mm-hmm. and you know it's like the
1: inflatable ones
2: I've used the inflatable ones the inflatable like ones toys. are nice they look.
1: Like pool toys.
2: They kind of look like pool toys, <laughs> but they obviously de- inflate and... What's they're the, easy to pack. Deflate? Yeah. De- deflate. deflate. Deflate, yeah, and they just fold it up and you... Uninflate. <laughs> but, I mean, they look kind of realistic at a distance. The
1: only thing I don't like about them is they have a shine. Yeah, yeah they are true. glossy.
2: Especially okay. if the sun catches them and they're wet and they kind of, like, blind you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway.
1: Very packable.
2: Very packable. But... We used the, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Avian or Avion?
1: It depends on how fancy you are. Did you have your pinky out?
2: Avian? Av- uh, I've I, always called them Avian X.
1: Yeah, I've always, uh, Avian X.
2: Decoys. and, and these
1: I, are, They're the LCD models, which is the lifelike collapsible decoy. Oh, they, they have are eight, collapsible. Not yeah. really. They're Ish. not really collapsible. I think the, that's just a... Oh, it's just a marketing thing. They state. have the um, HDR, which is... Um, high def realism or something—I don't remember exactly what it is—but those are not collapsible, and those ones you can put different heads on. You can put your own wings, you can put your own fans. Uh, mine, you can just put fans. on At that on them. point,
2: I feel like you might as well just mount a turkey. turkey and put it out there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, they're Avian X LCDs. So.
2: Yeah, I never had birds respond to decoys like I did until me and Nick started using the Avian X, and I think we mentioned it last week during the podcast where these birds. Literally came running in. like.
1: Maybe we could tease a little clip of it on the old gram. I could do that.
2: Yeah. But I've, I've had birds, you know, come in and check out a decoy, and they're kind of standoffish, like you know, something just doesn't quite seem right. And like the, you
1: resemble a turkey, but you don't really look like a turkey.
2: Yeah. It, these ones, they, they were totally fooled. I don't know, maybe because they were jakes. So I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even those two hens that came in, they came yeah. right into the decoys. Hens are
2: usually pretty tough to fool. And yeah, they,
1: they came in and fe- like fed right around all these decoys, like literally, like looked like they were mingling with the decoys. Like mm-hmm. worked around, looked at them, never, ne- never got skittish whatsoever. So that's pretty neat.
2: Yeah. Not to say the old uh, foam specials not gonna work. Yeah, we've but,
1: killed birds over those. Yeah,
2: but I've never seen birds respond. To decoys like I did this particular day, and that was the first time I've ever put those decoys out to the test.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah. been using them for a few days before that, um, but just didn't get on birds to really give them a test. So that was mine and Tom's first real test in the field with Avian X and A plus. Probably luck, but yeah, A plus. Like oh, no.
2: There was no luck. We had those birds figured out.
1: Hook line and sphincter.
2: So yeah, quality I think goes. Uh, yeah, they're like anything; you get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, definitely, true. and I think it's uh, worth it to spend the extra buck, it's
0: especially if it's bucks, like but, yeah. you
2: love turkey hunting. You're gonna
0: spend a lot of time doing it. You might as well.
1: Oh, and I mean, it's we invested in five or six of them, and we'll have them forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's.
2: I tell you what, I, I'm gonna tell you this now. Um, when those turkeys came in, I was not paying a lick of attention if I was close to shooting one of your decoys or not. Neither was I. I'll be <laughs> honest
1: about that, too. I know we talked about it ahead of time, like, I really don't want to shoot any of these decoys because, I mean, anybody that's priced out AvianX decoys know that they're not cheap. Um, luckily, Tom and I didn't shoot any of them, uh, but. I think I, the
2: good thing is we're using those uh, nitro shells, and your pattern at 15,
1: it, 20 yards is like it's very tight
2: yeah it's about a 9 by 11 sheet of
1: paper yeah if you hit the turkey you're not hitting the decoy yeah yeah so we had that going for us but I think that about wraps it up I want to thank rue our newest host for yep she's for been sitting in. here at
0: the mic for the last 15 minutes she's each. well
1: way more behaved when she's in front of the mic than we just let her roam so yeah maybe you know, that's what we'll do from now on <laughs> bring her up on the table um, thanks for listening everybody we appreciate all of the listens and downloads keep that up tell your buddies about the podcast because that'd be pretty dope um other than that i hope you guys all kill turkeys and
2: look into the patreon account yep 17 cents a day that's exactly it spots are filling up if you're one of the first 20
1: first 20 yeah 500 get your chance at
2: a 500 tree stand setup of your choice
1: well of one of three choices it's pretty much any choice we can we're small enough we, we could hook you up yeah i mean like if we gave three choices, but if somebody was like, "Listen, I just want like a DeQuisto stand, I don't want the sticks," we could probably do that. Five hundred dollar value,
2: tree we'll stand, it out.
1: whatever you want. Only a few spots left, so sign up for that. That'd be, it really helps us out, helps keep the podcast rolling. Especially we're getting really close to a hundred episodes. Yeah, we're wild. getting there. So, so we want
2: to have our tree stand out by the hundredth episode. So make sure you're signing up for that Patreon account.
1: And if you refer a friend maybe we'll send you a patch or a sticker or something that'd be if you could prove to me that like hey I signed up for Patreon and I got my buddy too I'll do something cool for you so right on just sweeten the deal a little bit so tell your friends and get outside